Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to windboard cruising. So today we're going to talk about communications on a boat. Um, Between you and you? No. <laughs> Technical communication. Uh, again, this falls in the category of us taking another look at the options that we're purchasing Um to put the boat together. And you know what I just realized today is, uh, well, maybe maybe it'll be passed by the time this podcast gets posted, but um, three, hole number three is in the factory right now. So we go in next. It's pretty, in the mold. pretty exciting. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're going to talk about communications today and just want to remind you all, please uh, share our podcast with someone who is like-minded and also has sailing interests. And hey, if you get a free moment, we'd love you to give us a rating on um, Apple or Google or wherever it is you listen. Um, if you have complaints or concerns about the content, we would love those via email at sailingowen at gmail.com because we're always looking for ways to make it better. But if you like the podcast, we'd love to uh, have you comment on that. And um Click some stars for us, if possible. Mm-hmm. It will help some other people to find the podcast. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about communication systems. Um, we learned a lot last time at what is practical and what works and then what just doesn't work at all very much anymore. So we're going to talk about the PepWave router, the local, give you kind of a lowdown on the local SIM and Wi-Fi situation, um, talk about data SIMs, and um, some Wi-Fi boxes, phone service, and different pros and cons of, of different international phone service plans with data uh, from the U.S., uh, Iridium Go, Iridium Sat Phone, and Starlink. So make sure you stick around for that as our last topic. Um, <laughs> um, spoiler alert, they don't have really anything for boats, so everybody's improvising. Uh, and if you have been following any of the Facebook uh, forums on that, you'll kind of know where everybody's at, which seems to be retrofitting and, and, and hacking a dome cover. That's where people are going um, right now. But we can talk more about you know our thinking on it and what we're planning for ourselves in that department. So should we get started? Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's talk about the PepWave router first. You want to dive in? Yeah. So just at a high level, um, this PepWave router, it's a little box with an antenna. And um, and then you put a, a SIM card or even two SIM cards in it. And I'm sure there are many different options. Um, and what it does, it connects to a cell tower and, and it creates a Wi-Fi network. It just brings the internet to your boat. And so then you can connect multiple devices, computer, phones, and so forth. So it's pretty uh, pretty handy. We mm-hmm. used it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so we go into every country, and as soon as we get there, we, you know, mission number one is to <laughs> find the SIM card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you know, figure out how to get PepWave to work, which is an adventure in its own. There's some things to do. It's mm-hmm. not like an iPhone, you don't just turn it on. You have to do some things. Yeah. Um, and what was that country? It was Italy, I think. We were really struggling to get it to work. But after that, we got it down. Pat. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, making sure you get a data SIM card mm. 
or if you get a regular SIM card because they don't have any, then to make sure they remove the password. Right, that's what it was. So you can use it into your uh, yeah. PepWave router. So um, the PepWave router options right now are a 3G, 4G, that's one option, and then mm. a 5G, which is a separate option. But I don't know why they don't call it 3G, 4G, 5G, because the 5G covers all the Gs. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is one of the considerations. And which one did we get? We rolled it out. We, we yeah. Did. Yeah. So the 5G was about $1,000 extra. Um, the thinking behind it is, you know, as we... We, we want a solution for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. And the future in our mind, in everybody's mind, is is Starlink. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nobody knows yet what would be the true like cruiser option and the cost and this and that. But that's definitely the direction. So the thinking behind it was, do we need to invest into a more expensive box to try to get 5G knowing that we're going to be the way we're going, we're going to be in the Caribbeans, which I doubt they have good 5G coverage. Well, yeah, you just don't know, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty. And is 4G is 4G that bad for what we want to do? Well, look at your experience. Like you were doing Zoom calls from the boat yeah, at Anchor. it's fine. And that yeah. was like 3G or 4G and that worked in the mm -hmm. man. That worked everywhere. So I think it more important is the, the coverage. So... So the thinking was, well, we don't need the 5G. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping that in the next two years, there is a satisfactory yeah. solution. And we're okay to deal with, with what we have in the Caribbeans, but we want to find like a more permanent solution um, before we leave for the Pacific. And what was the situation with the 5G? Did it have an extra antenna or something? No, no. The, even the one we get, the three G, four G, I believe we get the five G antenna anyway. Oh, okay. So um, I think it's no the antenna. I, I don't believe it was a separate one, mm -hmm. and by default you get that one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's what we're going with. We're gonna save the extra thousand dollars for something else. It's hard to find little, probably SIM cards. Little things. We're like, to woo! Save we saved a thousand dollars. Yay! <laughs> Um, the other thing we say, we decided not to get the fusion system. Um, and we saved ourselves a couple thousand dollars on that too, uh, because we figured we could just get a Bluetooth speaker, a couple speakers. And honestly, that's all we do with it anyway. So yeah, that's really the it, only it, I know, it's like, ooh, small ooh, another $2,000. <laughs> yeah. Little victories. Um, we'll take them. So, and then, yeah, just. Assuming like okay, starting is the future. Then, from what I understand, that once you 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 still will, it's still useful to have the PepWave router because once you get your starting, you can connect it to the PepWave router. Oh, okay. And now you have your little Wi-Fi on the boat where you can connect multiple devices, and so the source becomes not a cell. Uh, SIM card, but it becomes, you know, starting. Yeah. So let's talk about SIM cards. So you mentioned it before. There were a couple times we, so it was Italy and I think it was Greece. Italy was a, oh, we didn't know that. And Greece was a, oh, you're out. So in Italy, we got a SIM card for the PEP wave, not knowing um, that it was a, it was a voice and data card. And we asked the person if we could just use the same card and they said yes, but they ha actually have to deactivate, physically deactivate the 
the password. The password yeah. or something. So we ended up having to bring the card back in mm-hmm. and having them do that for us. So uh, in Greece, we they were out of data-only SIM cards, and we had to get a... Um, like a wireless Wi-Fi hub, like a little portable hub. It wasn't that much. It was, I don't know, like... 20 30 Yeah, dollars or something on top of the SIM card. And so we just, you know, we you buy that, you buy the card, but you also have the card for the boat. So you have this other thing. and Because they only sold it as a package. They sold the SIM card inside the hub. So mm-hmm. that's how that worked. And that's good if you're going to do some, some travel inland. You know, when we went in Turkey yeah. and for like a month traveling, so we brought that with us and then we could connect both of our phones to this uh, local SIM card. So that was useful for that. But the disadvantage, if you cannot pop it into your your router, then you don't have, I mean, you, you can have Wi-Fi through the little device, but it's No, but we device. put it in the router. The thing is we had to pay extra because we had to buy the hub. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So the little thing to note is if you're somewhere, just make sure if you if all they have is the data and phone card, they have to turn the phone off, the voice mm. off manually through some kind of password thing. Um, okay. We've kind of shared before in terms of local Wi-Fi and SIM, at least in the med, um, it was amazing. We never had any issues with bad Wi-Fi. Um, it was great. And it was relatively cheap. Some places were more than others, but all in all, I mean, sometimes it was just ridiculously cheap. Montenegro. Montenegro was just nuts. It was so cheap. Like 15 euros, if I recall, for like 500 gigabytes. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. And the year before, it was the same price for like a terabyte. Yeah. Data. So it, it's really like you're it's streaming ridiculous. movies, you're back on Yeah, YouTube, you're back on, on land. Which is not especially yeah, good. Yeah, it's not good for sure. Because then when we got to these other places, we had to make sure that everything else was turned off and the automatic updates and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so, so yeah, that the SIM card situation, at least in the med, was good. Um, we went to Guadeloupe this past summer, stayed at Airbnb. Summer? That was when March. was it? Oh, geez, it was like a, <laughs> I mean, over there, it feels like summer. It was summer. the beginning of the summer, I guess. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, we were in an Airbnb, and I can tell you for a fact the Wi-Fi was terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we even went, I even went to try to get a, a Wi-Fi hub or, or a, a local SIM card to put in my phone. Um, just for business stuff I was doing and, and there was no, I mean, he just basically said it's all bad. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of, you get what you get. So I think there's just some places that are going to be like that. We've heard the Caribbean's a little bit like that and a lot more challenging. So, um, you know, but in Europe it was fine and other places it's fine. It's just a touch and go on some of the islands. And in in Italy, I was looking about 20 euros for 15 gigabytes. So Depending if you're staying there for a period of time, then you just buy multiple SIM cards. And then once you run out of data, then you pop a new one. And that's kind of the, the approach we were taking. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is what is being called, it's offered by Transitel. It's called a data SIM. And it's international prepaid data SIM cards. And they're offered... Um, at a bunch of different countries, it says 190 destinations. Mm-hmm. It's one gig for forty dollars, um, but it's basically no, no, in the U.S. In the US when I looked like in the U.S., I wanted to, but just for, to compare. But yeah, for for the twelve to twenty per gigabyte, like in other a, countries, yeah, yeah. It varies per country, but that was kind of like the 
the average. Yeah. Which is quite expensive for a gigabyte. I mean, well, the thing that's weird about it is, um, so they ship them to you. And there's one per country. So you buy them and they ship them to you. So that assumes you have somewhere to receive mail, which is a different problem. So say you go, okay, I'll buy the SIM card and you can ship them all to me and you leave the U.S. with them. I guess that's okay. Um, and then what wasn't clear is if you can add onto it, add data onto it, or do you have to buy another card? So that wasn't clear anywhere on their website. But when we took the communications class at Uchmer, this is one of the things that they recommended, especially if you're staying in a certain area. Well, it might be convenient. Like there's, that's kind of you pay for convenience mm -hmm. because it's you arrive anywhere and you're going. You have the to cards have, with you. Well, yeah, and yeah. then you're going to connect, so you don't have to be shopping around to try to find a data SIM card. But for the convenience, you're paying a premium price. So I think for cruisers, like well, it's, I mean, it's one gig to get you by. For 20 bucks. It's that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Which is probably makes more sense. We'll talk about it. But to, yeah. your, to your phone plan, yeah. you know, you'll pay uh, less. I mean, Google 5 was like $10 per gigabyte. So Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, I mean, yeah, uh, so you could do that through Google Fi and be fine. Yeah. But Google Fi has its issues too, which we'll get to. Um, the next option is a international pocket Wi-Fi. There's one called Wi-Fi Box. W-Y-F-I-B-O-X. Um, and this is so, similar to what Stefan was sort of talking about before. It's a, it's sort of a eSIM and a portable hub, and it's valid anywhere. Um, $10 a day unlimited. It's like $10 a day, that's crazy, but it's completely unlimited data. Mm -hmm. And you only pay for what you use. So you turn it on, you pay $10. You never turn it on or turn it on once a month. That's all you that's all you pay. And it's totally available when you enter the country. They have 157 countries and it's all 4G and it's active the second you turn it on. So to me, that's like super convenient if you yeah. need something in a pinch. So for instance, let's give give an example. So the example would be for whatever reason, you need better Wi-Fi than your phone or your phone doesn't have data plan for whatever reason somewhere because Google Fi has problems. Um, and you have it when you enter a country, maybe on a Sunday, and you, you can buy a day or two uh, until you get to the place. So mm -hmm. that didn't seem so bad. No, um, I mean, and if, if you, obviously that if you get that, like you said, that's one use case. Another use case is you know that you may in the months, let's say, like you know, you want to connect at times. Like today is like the data day. You know, you're going to download a bunch of stuff. You're going to upload stuff. Assuming you have limitations in some, in in the local SIM card, you mean? No, no, with this system, I'm uh, saying the idea is not to use it every day because then it becomes expensive. Like it'll um, be mm -hmm. like thirty, no, of course, three hundred dollars yeah. for the month. No, it's crazy. But if you don't need like data every day and you just want to connect once in a while, so that's another use case. Yeah, You're yeah. like, okay, I'll connect once a week or, you know, twice a week. Okay, you know, that's that's the convenience of having something that works everywhere. If you have limitations on the local SIM card that well, you put you, in your pipeline. Yeah, or if you don't want to deal with yeah, like, yeah. The local SIM cards, you're moving from island to island. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good one for sure. Mm. Um, so I don't know, that seems like a pretty good potential backup it's, just to have. Yeah, I think it's worth looking into it. 
to me, it's easier than having all of these separate country SIM cards sent and yeah, having them dangling and, in and, a baggie somewhere. Like, yeah. And the price, I think, as long as you know, like, you know, you're not doing this every day. Yeah, exactly. Then it's it's a better, I think, uh, than the previous um, previous option. So let's talk about international phone plans. I was really fired up about Google Fi um, before we left. You had Google Fi already, right? Yeah, I've had Google Fi for many years because I used to buy Google phones and it's well integrated. There mm-hmm. were some benefits. All right. But I think over the years, I don't know, in the U.S., I feel like the coverage is Yeah, worse. same. I, I don't think the coverage is all that great, at least when I'm here. It, it kind of goes in and out. Um but it's it's affordable, right? The two of us pay, uh, we ha- we we pay one twenty five a month, and so when we're here, it's fine. Mostly, it's unlimited when we're here in the U.S. Affordable for the U.S. Yeah, affordable for see. the U.S. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we see in Europe, it's, yeah, so it's much like better pennies. Than yeah. um, but in but internationally, the phone service, the voice, is twenty cents a minute. And, you know, mostly I would use WhatsApp or, you know, other other ways. Everybody's used on Zoom anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the data, though, was, what was it, $10 a gig? Yeah, $10 gig pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And then they kind of throttle you. Um, so it's like, it's fine if you turn it on, the Wi-Fi on, if you're out and about, you know, if you just want faster faster coverage. Um, through your phone for directions and stuff like that. Um, but it's the worst part about it is after 90 days or so, they notify you that they're going to cut you off. They put you in jail. You're in, you're in Wi-Fi jail. In Google Fi Google jail. jail. So if you buy in the U.S., then that means, you know, 30 days and then you don't have any service anymore. 30 days? No. Or, sorry, 90 days. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's exactly 90 days, but... Yeah, during the summer, you came back to the U.S. I came back to the U.S. and it sort of reset itself because yeah. I never got a notice um, until we were getting ready to leave. But by that time, we had been there Yeah, longer, so, so. I, I was put in jail. So that meant for the rest of – until I come back in the U.S., I didn't have uh, basically you, – you, know, you had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and you're still paying for it. Yeah, that's the thing. So unless you know you're going back home – Regularly. If you come back and forth, it's fine, but, you know. If you're, like, out and about for, like, months, um, then that's not... And I was like, oh, do I just take your phone with me and, yeah. like, it knows it's in the U.S. and then I bring yeah, it back it was, or something? When I came back in the U.S., like, right away, I was able to connect, but, yeah, so that yeah. was a pain. So that, so. so that was a pain. So we've been looking into two different things. Um, the first one is U.S. Mobile, which is you've never heard of in your life. It's actually a smaller company, mm-hmm. um, but and it's like Google Fi, but it doesn't cut you off internationally. So it's not a really well-known brand. It's not like one of the big. But they're using other major networks, right? You know, kind of like Google Fi. Yeah. And but they offer many variations, so you have lot of plans, different so you plans. Can, yeah. You know, if you're like a data user or you're calling a lot, whatever you can pretty much customize and find what the best deal is for your plan. So that's one of the major advantage. Yeah, so it's $45 um, a line. And and with that plan, you get 10 gigs of data, so international data. So that just gives you an idea of, of what it is. And they have a lot of different 
they have like pretty broad coverage. Um, we have friends that use it for the same purpose. U.S. citizens are out of the country and, and living on a boat, and so far they really like it. So that that's one option we're looking at. Um, the other one is T-Mobile. So with with T-Mobile, again, it's all kinds of different plans just for the sake of comparison. Um, you can get 15 gigs of high-speed data, and um, and that's $50 a line. Um, or five gigs, you know, for 10 days at 35. So they have what they call international passes. So you pay for the pass Mm -hmm. and the pass determines how, how much data, um, you want and how many days you want it. So it could be really expensive. It could just sort of be a good backup plan. Um, but T-Mobile offers other things, you know, their coverage is, is really good and they seem to be working with a lot of different vendors for like perks. Yeah. So for instance, um, on flights, you get free Wi-Fi um, with a lot of the major um, airlines mm-hmm. um, and some other things. So that is definitely worth looking at. Have you heard anything else about T-Mobile other than what we just looked at online? No, I think that's... I would say that's a standard, mm-hmm. like for if you're going to be uh, using your phone plan internationally, mm-hmm. that's definitely the one you want to look at first and see if you can find a better deal with another vendor. But that's their own network. They they offer, all, like you say, all these perks. They have many different packages that you can choose from. Um, that's definitely uh, yeah, a good solution. Yeah. Um, there's there's other options. They're, they're not really considerations for us, you know, just in terms of phone service. Like if you go in a country, you can, I think, go into any one of these stores and get a local burner phone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get a, a serious phone, um, you know, y- y- in many countries they won't let you because you're not a resident. Yeah, and every time you're going to get like a, a SIM card where you have like calls, uh, you get where you get a phone number. You'll need to have your passport. Yeah, and all, all this stuff. Of, you know, so it gets complicated quickly. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. We're not going to do that, but um, wanted to mention that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about satellite. So that would be Iridium um, and Starlink. So, uh, of course, we're going to go ahead and get the Iridium Go again. We had that on our last boat. We didn't use it too much uh, in the med, but we used it when we did the six-day passage. Yeah, um, we used it the first season because we had a couple passages mm-hmm. where it was useful to uh, get update on the weather. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, the biggest limitation, obviously, of this uh, solution is the five kilobyte limitation. <laughs> so, so you're not you're not checking it. Instagram or anything. Yeah, no. there's none of that. So that's just email, text, and weather download. Grip files. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can have also calls, and you have some minutes for that, depending on uh, which one, uh, which card you get. But if you're away from land, yeah, you want to have that. That's basically like a requirement if you're cruising. Yeah, for safety. Yeah. Um, and it was good, as I recall. Didn't it have some kind of locator or something as well? So you can buy uh, cards, like um, SIM cards, from different vendors. Um, if you buy it from Predict Twin, um, they have this little perk that comes with mm-hmm. it where it has the tracking device mm-hmm. and they give you a URL. And so you can share that with your friends family, and family. Yeah. So they see you where you're at and as you're moving. Um, if you buy a SIM card from another vendor, you won't have that um, option. 
but you might have a better deal. You, you, might, you be, might yeah, yeah, doing something else. So it it depends what's more important to you. If you want to find uh, based on your usage, you know the best the best deals, and then you might want to talk to uh, some local vendors where you get your Iridium Go. Mm -hmm. So the thing that's kind of inconvenient is you pay for the SIM card, and then when you run out, you have to insert. Well, not run out. You pay um, for the SIM card, and but if you if you don't want well, that's the convenience of it is if you don't want to use it anymore and don't want to pay the monthly uh, fee, then you deactivate it. And right. so, so that's that's a the nice service. Thing. Yeah. So you're going to cross an ocean and you're like, okay, I want to activate it. And I want to deactivate, you know, once I'm done and you're like, okay, so that's great. The, the, the one thing you have to know is once you deactivate the card, that card is dead. So right. you need to have a spare card or spare cards. So if you want to use it again, you have to you, reactivate yeah. the new card every time. Yeah. And so, and the way they ship them, at least until last year, it was, I think, maybe from the UK, from Australia. There were like two warehouses, it seemed. And we tried to get some like in Croatia. And, and I don't know, it ended up costing a lot of money to the, the But then they said, that, so is, the, the, shipping, the shipping was more than the cards, but then they threw in extra cards. So yeah, it was well, something like this. And then you have to deal with like customs and stuff. Yeah. So the cards are like $10 per card. So that would be yeah. reasonable. But then once you add the, the shipping, customs and, custom shipping, and yeah. stuff, it, so it's so best. So just to, get them before you leave. Yeah, yeah, get some, get a few of them. Exactly. So there is a monthly service, but you wouldn't necessarily use it unless you're going on a passage really, or, or you're doing a lot of passages. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah, and then they were talking about, you know, you have your Iridium Go, then you, you know, you need to leave the boat. You need to jump in your life raft. And they were sort of talking about this whole thing where you grab your Iridium Go and then you have to shift the, the, the Iridium Go card and put it in your sat phone. And I was like, okay, nobody's doing that. <laughs> it's, there's no way that's going to happen um, in that situation. Well, you can connect your phone to the Iridium Go and then use it this way. The Assuming is, your phone isn't wet. Yeah. yeah, So, and you have a way to recharge the battery. So there is an internal battery. So it's definitely an option. I mean, assuming you're in the life raft for like, you know, not too long. and It's just hard for me to imagine that situation. Oh, let's change the SIM card. Like, oh. no, you're not going to be thinking that in the life or raft. Or like through connect your phone, but you're already yeah. connected in advance. So I think it's it's a valid solution, but it's not the bulletproof solution yeah. if you're like in terrible bad yeah, weather. Conditions. So, yeah, um, And so, which brings us to the Iridium satellite phone standalone option. And um, the costs on these was expensive. I mean, I think they were like a thousand euros um, to get the phone, and then you pay for the service, right? So you would only pay for the service when you used it. But um, the thing is, is you can rent them. So many communication, marine communication people, and the people that we t spoke to at, at Uchmer Week who were talking about this, um, they offer the service. They'll they'll give you the phone, and then when you get on the other side, you ship it back. Yeah, they give you like a case mm -hmm. and why well, they ship the case or well, you bring it with you. Right. 
and then you put it back in there yeah. in this protected case. And, and you mail sign. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think that's a really good option. Um, you know, you've got to believe that the the shipping costs wouldn't, you know, reach a thousand dollars. And you would always have a good, well tested, charged kind of yeah, piece I'm, of equipment. I mean, I haven't looked at recent prices, but what I recall was fourteen years ago when I rented one to cross to go to Hawaii. I don't know. In my mind, it was it was expensive but reasonable, and and it's yeah. been a long time. So yeah. I would think that that's um, yeah. you know that's a, you know you again you have to compare this. It's like if you're doing a passage and you have and a you know a life raft and you know you want to have you definitely you know, want to have one those yeah. type of devices so you can communicate and yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I think we should try um, when we do the Atlantic crossing, try the rental option and see, mm-hmm. you know, what we think. And if we think we want to buy one along the way, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we can. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's what we're going to um, do first. Okay. So let's talk about Starlink. So I'm as excited as anybody else about Starlink. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're talking about the RV option. Nobody's talking about the marine option because uh, it's ridiculous. Well, it's more for like cruise ships yeah, yeah. And, and the marine industry, like you know, yeah, no. commercial yeah. ships. Anyway, um, so it's five ninety nine for equipment, one hundred thirty five a month, which would be awesome. Um, but the issue is their current policies around. Um, you know, if you're, again, if you're in one place, it people are doing it and having a lot of good experience. If you're moving around or doing a circumnavigation, it means every time you change countries, you have to buy new equipment. Country or continent? Continent, sorry. Yeah. You have to buy new equipment. So, um, you know, it's five ninety nine every time you make a big move. Um, so, I, I don't know. And the thing I feel is... We're going to be in the med um, before we do a crossing, our next crossing. And so we're going to be in the med um, and then get to the Caribbean in December, January timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll have good coverage anywhere we are in the med, you yeah. know, for the fir- first few months. And then by that time, then we can reassess. But if you go on the Starlink website where it talks about the, the Starlink coverage, um, the coverage in, in the Caribbean isn't that great? And the um, there's like no coverage right now in the Bahamas. So, for instance, like they do, uh, they have coverage in the Dominican Republic, uh, Guadeloupe, Martinique, uh, Puerto Rico, um, but not any of the other islands right now. They're saying that it's Q4 2022, but which is right now. It's right now, <laughs> so this should be updated. Mm. Um, and so. You know, that's problematic. Um, they don't have it in Curacao or Aruba, which would be kind of where we may start to be moving towards, you know, during hurricane season. And they don't have it, you know, in Belize. They randomly have it in Jamaica, but um, not, you know, anywhere else unless you're in actually in, in Florida. So I don't know. Like, we'll have to wait and see when they're going to come out with some of these other services in the Caribbean. Um, but then on the other side, you know, Mexico looks pretty good. Um, we aren't going to Hawaii, but then there's no coverage right now in the French Polynesia in, in these islands. And, and they have no known, you know, service date for some of these. Um, in Q1 2023, they're saying Fiji, um, but it's not, it's not right there. Um, mm. you know, yeah, so. I mean, 
And then it's good when you get, you know, over to Australia, New Zealand. So I don't know, the coverage situation is mixed. Yeah, but it's the trend is good. It's moving fast, it seems, or at least the roadmap. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope Twitter doesn't distract him because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see this kind of get squared away. I mean, even the Canary Islands, like it's not even in the Canary Islands. It says 2023. So Yeah, which is next year. So for well, us, yeah. for us, that's kind of the idea. It's like, okay, everything seems to be moving fairly fast. 2023 is next year. We don't need it in the med. We'll cross to the Caribbean. We'll deal with 3G, 4G. And our main goal is really to to assess the situation probably by 2025 or 6, whenever we we happen to head towards the Pacific. So by that time, ideally, we would want to have a a good starting option. So so I think for the next couple of years... Yeah, we're, we're okay with what we need, what we have. And basically, the next couple of years, then you know, once we get to the uh, Caribbean and the Bahamas, it's just we just have to be okay with it being not good Wi-Fi. So yeah, which I think the biggest thing is for you know, if you have Zoom calls, the rest it's it's also a blessing. No, it definitely is. I good just, Wi-Fi. Yeah, because you know you're not like on YouTube, you're not watching. No, you know, movies that, well, and, this whole point of being disconnected is great. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I have this little you know kind of side hustle, and it's nice to be able to do that as long as I can. But I mean, we never kind of planned for me to do it anyway. It was just sort of an accident. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we'll see how. How that goes. So that's that's one danger. You know, once you're like you're like back home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with all the internet. Yeah, exactly. At, at wheels. So But there are people who, who need to work on the boat, right? And there are also yeah. people that have kids who want to um well, grandkids and stuff. Yeah. Or doing the no oh, like, doing um, the, the school, the yeah. um homeschooling on the boat. Homeschooling, yes. So that's that's a that's a situation. And and, and in the future, if you get coverage um, you know, across the ocean, as you have more and more satellites, um, that's also useful because right now, as we talked about with uh, Iridium Go, you have like five kilobyte, you know, bandwidth. The world so, gets really small, you know. But <laughs> if suddenly, suddenly you can yeah. download satellite files or stuff like these, then you can suddenly have more weather information at hand. Oh, you mean the weather information? Yeah. 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 So I mean. Again, we the way we're going to do the crossings will hire a uh, weather service. Yeah, weather mm-hmm. service, but it's also good, you know, if you can have this this data. As yeah, you for sure. Along. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at um, on the on the communication, and um, yeah, just looking for a new new cell phone plan in general. Uh, sticking with PepWave, um, we talked about Starlink. Uh, I, I really do think this international Wi-Fi box would be good to have just as a backup um, for yeah. certain use cases. Um, yeah, so are you are you getting excited about dealing with all this stuff again? You've been away from it for a little while? Yeah, I mean, on one way, we're, we're familiar with those devices, mm-hmm. so nothing new. Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention is um, the PepWave router. Uh, so you have the option to put a Wi-Fi antenna up the mast. Was that like the bad boy or something like that? Mm, Whatever it was called. It, it was, then they, they Changed went the name. there. Yeah, it's a yeah. different company. Whatever, and Wi-Fi antenna. But you have that option. Um, we, dis- we opted not to take it. Uh, the reason for that is so far, I mean, first... 
all these Wi-Fi networks that you could access. You mean the here. freebie like yeah. networks from... Now they yeah. all have passwords. Some of them are limited in time. So the Marina Wi-Fi is usually pretty bad. Marina Wi-Fi is bad. So, I mean, it's, uh... so you end up relying on, on cell coverage anyway. Well, meaning it's slow. Like yeah. even with the pep wave, we could get the Marina Wi-Fi in the Marina, obviously, or even at Anchor. But it was just it was just super slow. It's slow, or it stops and yeah. stop and go, and so I, I think for us we're thinking like it's not worth it. Yeah. So so we're not buying the Wi-Fi antenna. Uh, we didn't have one in the previous boat, and granted we're in the med, but that we never needed it. Yeah. And and again the thinking is there is a midterm solution that is coming, and so once that's available, then it replaces. Uh, I mean, again, I said the Wi-Fi router, you can keep it because you can plug your Starlink mm-hmm. and get Wi-Fi on the boat. But all these options to try to get, you know, internet mm-hmm. will be replaced eventually by Starlink. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so in the interim, we don't need it. And we'll save another <laughs> couple hundred euros, which is uh, not much yeah, in the grand scheme of things. But at least it's one thing less to worry about. Yeah. Did we save money on anything else? It was just the fusion and... Unfortunately, it. I think. No. <laughs> anyway, That's so it. so we're super excited to continue to share with you the options we picked and and why we why we picked them. Um, an upcoming podcast we're going to do is on Oscar, mm-hmm. um, which is a super cool thermal camera um, with uh, AI and machine learning, and we're going to talk all about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for an upcoming episode on that. And then, um, yeah, we'll start again to uh, update blogs on the sellingawen.com. So we'll try to maybe go into more details or provide some links. So check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. And like I said, uh, send us an email at sailingawen uh, at gmail.com. And fair wins for now. Bono. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Fair winds for now.